umpire. He saved the queen's life. That's not the umpire, Your Honor. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Dave Dovka Podcast. It's a now it's a beautiful day <laughs> in almost the end of April. Taping this on the Wednesday, the twenty-second of April, Saint Shakespeare's birthday, Earth Day, two days after Hitler's birthday. My main man. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. I this is what I do. This is why nobody's ever heard of me. I did this uh, when I opened for Artie that time, and I was like, "Hey, having a hand for Hitler's birthday," and everybody's like, "Yay!" And I'm like, "Wait, you sh- we shouldn't be applauding." I. I think I messed this all up, and then the crowd turned on me, and I never did comedy again. Oh, was that that last time at Caroline's? No, that was last week. Oh. Uh, no, that was the last time at Caroline's. That was the last time at Caroline's. They asked me never to return. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are today on this lovely Wednesday afternoon. It was rainy, and it's turned light, nice and lovely. And I'm here with our old friend, Caitlin. Caitlin Santiago. Oh, well, now everyone knows my full name. Well, I use it all the time on the show. I won't give CJ's last name because I couldn't pronounce it if I tried. And after that <laughs> Hitler remark, I don't want any trouble. <laughs> but uh, Caitlin's boyfriend CJ is here, and CJ's girlfriend Caitlin is here. How's it going? Thank you for joining us, CJ. Make sure you please talk into the microphone. I'm happy to be here. Oh, that's better. Yes, I'm glad to have you both. I was very happy. Uh, CJ is a lovely boy <laughs> and has just finished his service in the Navy, and a long, drawn out service it was. And, sir, we thank you for your service. I don't like people that say that. Mm. It bothers me. It bothers me a lot because I actually don't think people care. Like, I don't think they're saying it sincerely. Like, I think they mean it. and they, they say, But what they're saying is, thank you so I didn't have to do anything. You know? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, don't, yeah. I just don't like that term. We've got to find another way, and I think people say it too easily. Yeah, I kind of, when people uh, talk about that, I kind of shy away from it. It doesn't seem like it was a service. Well, how about this? Bless you, God, for your service. <laughs> so I didn't have to go. I will let you know I did sign up for the draft. I think I was the last person to do so. <laughs> I uh, talk about it often because none of my friends ever did when I was 18. Or was it 19? I, I can't remember. But on my birthday, I went to the post office, signed up for the draft. I've never heard of any of my friends my age doing that same thing. I don't think anyone signed up. I thought it was mandatory. I was told... It was mandatory. <laughs> well, now it automatically happens. Like when you go sign up for your driver's license, there's like a checkbox. Like if you're a male, that you like. Oh, is that right? N- well, actually, when you're 18, they send it out to you, and you have to fill it out before you even have your license. They just oh, they still do that today. Mm-hmm. They send it to you in the mail, and you receive it, and you have oh. to send it back and fill it out. But it's only in extreme cases. I was excited to fill it out, and I felt it was an honor. You would have gone down in a second. Yeah, I know. No, I would. I probably would have. Uh, I would have turned on my, uh, you know, comrades. <laughs> Look, this guy is not mentally fit to be here. <laughs> I would have gotten a section eight. <laughs> they probably would have paid your disability. Though. They would have gotten a section. Like I would have pretended to get the section eight, but then they would have been like, "No, I, I really think he's insane." And then I'd be like, and then it turns out I actually was insane. But you know, I think I would have done okay in the army because I could have. I, and I talked about this last week. I think I would have been the guy that, you know, for the I would have wrote for the stars and stripes. You know, Private Joker, 125, infant. Wait, what do you think? You're Mickey Spillane or something? <laughs> I wrote for my high school paper, sir. That's the way I think I could get out of it. Or I'd do a show. Who was I talking about it with? Um, who was, oh, my Al Klein uh, was here. And we were talking about that if we were in the service together, we'd probably be in like the USO portion of the service. Now, I'm, I'm not good with a weapon, but I'm good on my feet and I know how to do a, a soft shoe. <laughs> uh, you're going to like it. I know how to entertain. That's where I'm big. Are you telling me you know what the hell is your problem, you pussy? I mean, back in your day, they would have kicked you both out for... Being like, homosexuals? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Alan would have uh, definitely been cut out. And then they would have been like, you're his friend. It's odd. <laughs> and you like Broadway shows. Hey, everybody liked... But back then, everybody liked Broadway shows. It wasn't that gay. Um. I, mean, it was, I mean, think about it. It's weird. Like, I mean, when you think about all those movies from back then, those musicals, people... That's what people liked. It's it wasn't gay, I think. Right? 
my dad was listening. He didn't seem gay. He told me when he was in the army, his sergeant was like, "Just guy, you look like a slob." Made well, a lot of well sense. did he? Apparently, he was a big fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a slob. <gasps> How it's can you nice. say that? Yeah, thank you, CJ. Yeah, you're welcome. She's just mean and nasty. Yeah, she's straightforward. I know, and that's kind of what we all like about her. Mm. She tells it like it is. She doesn't like you. You're you know gonna, it. You're gonna know right yeah, away. I know every Absolutely. day on a daily basis. I get I start getting upset because Caitlin sometimes I'm like, Hey, we're having lunch today and she's like, No. But why? I know I get upset. I'm a big You're pussy. like that, that droopy sad dog. Droopy dog, I don't Yeah. Well, I guess you right. I can't do the, the right, I can't do it good. But, <laughs> right. Damn it. I don't know what voice I'm doing. Do it what is CJ? But why? <laughs> droopy dog, I think that was his name, wasn't it? I don't know. But we all know who we're talking about. Yeah. Damn it. I know I'm like that. I don't know why I get... Uh, I don't know. You know, I want to... I, I, I take it everything personally. You know when people drop out of the football pool, how angry I get? Yes. I take And people are like, it's not personal. I'm like, no, it's completely personal. Do you know how much work I put into this thing? It's completely personal. I get very upset. And I always say, even if I'm mad at people, I say, you could be mad at me, but never take it out of the pool. <laughs> I get very upset. Jerry! It's a lot of work doing that football pool. Thank you. Even I know. for us, though, participating. Oh. Pick every week. Every week. That's got to be a nightmare. I get upset. I mean, I talk about this during football season. I get upset when people don't make their picks. And I'm talking about just logging on and clicking the random button. Just do that. Just log on. I put too much work for you not to, to just phone it in with an auto pick. I agree. But I never win, so... You usually won the booby prize last year. Yeah. That's so pathetic. <laughs> she was so close. Was... How about uh, Alan's uh, boyfriend? He, uh... <laughs> they're gay. Um, <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't say husband. His husband. I can't say it. I've talked about it on the show with Alan. I'm like, Alan, you know, I can't do it. I, I'm not ready. I'll never be ready in this lifetime. I can't. I'm my my father's son. I can't. I'm, that's just not right. <laughs> we were talking about him the other day because we always thought my dad hated Alan because I've known Alan for 30 years and he was, you know, gay then. He was coming out and he was an activist like right away. So he would protest all over town and my dad would get so angry when he came home and I'm like, oh, he's going to say something anti-gay. He's like, your friend Alan, you tell him. But it turned out that he was only angry because he would stop traffic and he had trouble getting home. So... <laughs> Turned out he wasn't prejudiced at all. So he just wanted to get home. He just yeah. wanted to get home. And listen, and That's let me tell you right now, because uh, Saturday I've got plans. I've got dinner plans, and I will not be. Th- there better not be any police officers shooting any black people this week. I'm telling you right now, because I got dinner plans, and last time they were thwarted because of the Ferguson thing, and me and the and the DA of Brooklyn, we couldn't get to Staten Island for our meal because they were blocking the Brooklyn Bridge. Is that the only way to get to Staten Island? What, what way do you want to go? I don't know. I, I have You're been going to down. Island. They were blocking off the FDR Drive. I, from here is the only way to go. I don't understand why you were going to Staten Island. So black know. people, you better listen up and not do anything <laughs> suspicious. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I know. No, I know. And, and white cops, you better relax and just take it easy because they're not all suspicious. <laughs> you just better relax and take a breath. I can't have this happening I must eat. I must obviously. I got to keep up my girth, it's not so I can look just, just like my out. cat. Well, it is this time because I got dinner planned Saturday, and I won't have them affected by some crazy cop shooting around just people who are unarmed. I can't have it. A lot of people feel the same way about. That. Do they? Because I haven't seen any of those people. <laughs> Where are they? Protesting so they can't get to dinner. I know. And when I found out Alan and Lee were protesting, I'm like, whoa! Well, this isn't a gay thing. And they're like, well, this is for the for the good. We hate the cops. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I told you I had dinner plans. Why would you go do that when you know I had somewhere to be Saturday? They didn't even tell me. They could have told me what was going on. I read it on the news, and then we had to go somewhere else. Can you believe that? Where did you end up going? Yeah, there's a tiny place right up the street. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I hang out with the, uh, the, the assistant DA. Brooke, you know who um, she works with? Uh, Seth Meyers' uh, wife. Oh, that. I didn't know that she was in that uh, field. I didn't know either. Apparently, she's quite good at her field. I don't know. That guy's got it all wrapped up. 
He's got a stranglehold on uh, everything in New York. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's get to the uh, <laughs> let's get to the uh, the NFL schedule was released today and uh, yesterday, and I I can't tell you how excited I was about it. I get so excited when the schedule gets released. It's like Christmas, and I I look at it for hours and days, and I get excited first. Now they released it in a big to do yesterday you know an ESPN NFL network and it's just stupid they have a live audience they're like hey we're releasing this kid and it turns out the the Packers are going to play the Bears on Thanksgiving and everybody's like who cares let's just start playing because then you realize why are we even are we really getting this excited about the schedule but you do Mm -hmm. CJ do you like football Football's all right. I'm a Giants fan. I'm not crazy. Well, this one to my right, Caitlin sitting to my right, everyone, is uh, she's in a different level. I know. Well, listen yeah, to this. She's supposed to be a boy, I'm, I think. <laughs> I believe that. She is a kind of a tomboy. Yeah. Well, her mom told me she's a true athlete, quote unquote. Were you an athletic in high school or were you an athletic supporter? Hey! <laughs> ho! <laughs> Thanks for Greece. calling me a cup. <laughs> it's from Greece. I played that... Um, thing last week let's see if i can get it again uh you know your favorite scene oh. what, are you, what are you doing here I, I thought you were going back to australia we had a change of plan okay well it's cool <laughs> well that's cool baby i mean you know how it is rocking and rolling and whatnot and rolling. <laughs> that's my name don't wear it out hey. i'm with you What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> what happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not well, know. I do not know. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe, there's, like two <laughs> maybe there's two of us, right? I mean, this guy's hilarious. Every line, maybe there's two of us. Maybe you should take out a missing person set. And Duty and Putsy are laughing hysterically. <laughs> what a Duty. I know. What an idiot John Travolta is. John Travolta is crazy. Olivia Newton-John is so hot in that movie. But he's trying to keep cool so his friends Putsy and Duty don't think he's not cool. Putsy and Duty. <laughs> so he's just sitting there and he's just like, yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, uh, yeah. So, so, so it's because it's so much cooler to fuck Rizzo, <laughs> who was basically my age when she was playing that role. She literally looks 50. She must be at old. least 50 or 60. The only reason I know she's not 50 is because uh, she's still alive and she looks okay. <laughs> so she must have been much younger than we thought, but she was definitely older than we thought. That's the way they made movies back then until High School Musical came out and they actually started pe- casting people in high school. That's Zac Efron. Oh, God, he's hot. I mean, uh, he's a very... Uh, he's a good he's singer. Defined. Good he's singer. well-defined. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> but football. Here's the thing about football <laughs> that I was uh, talking about, and uh, I think... Oh, by the way, the uh, reason that I played the uh, clip at the beginning, my favorite Enrico Palazzo clip, is because um, the Queen of England is turning 89 uh, yesterday. And whenever I see the Queen of England, I can't stop but to think of the Naked Gun movie where the Queen is coming to the baseball game and there's supposed to be an assassination of the queen that Reggie Jackson is going to... <laughs> gonna, Reggie Jackson is going to shoot the it's queen. It sounds funny on paper, even, and it's funny when it happens. And the queen is coming there, but there are these two thugs in her seat, and the person has to get the thugs out so the queen can sit down. Like, when she gets to the place, they have to scoot the guys away. It makes me laugh every time. Then the queen does the wave, <laughs> you know. That majestic... Uh... No, no, no. She does the wave with the crowd. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Makes me laugh every time that movie is so brilliant. And um, it totally holds up, too. It's really funny. It makes me cry laughing sometimes, that scene. And the fact that they did it, it was called, you know, it's called Airplane. But then they just clearly were just like, well, let's also make it a baseball. Let's also do everything we ever wanted to do as a gag in baseball. So they have a whole baseball scene, which has... No, that's not Airplane. I'm sorry. It's The Naked Gun. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Naked gun. But it's funny because it's like two different movies. They do all the police gags and then they do all the baseball gags for like no reason. And OJ's in it as a good guy. What? He's in all three movies. You've, you've never seen them? No. Oh, oh really? Goodness. Wow. This, ha- this occurs frequently. Uh, uh, that actually that makes me about, happy like, in no a way idea. that uh, you are on board with this because yeah. it's just making me feel old. She's never seen Godfather. <laughs> what? How can you never see John Godfather? You, me, and my um, our, our mutual friend Joe Messina. We, that's all we ever talk about. Never they're, seen they're it. They're too long. No, they're not long in the best way possible. They're great. No, I don't have time for that. 
Well, um, oh, damn it, I'm always, uh, I always have everything prepared and then I don't have it prepared. I need a man who has powerful friends. <laughs> I need a million dollars in cash. I need Don Corleone, those politicians that you carry in your pocket. Like so many nickels and dimes. What about this one? I challenge this committee to produce any witness or evidence against me. And if they do not, I hope they will have the decency to clear my name with the same publicity that they have besmirched they it. Have yep. <laughs> now that's from Godfather 2. Do you got yep. a problem with that? Yeah. I, I don't know what the difference is. Ugh! You're killing us. Girlfriend. You might, you might have to rethink your relationship. Well, we've discussed it before, and we, we're addressing these uh, issues. The Godfather is kind of... Now, I understand if you haven't seen The Naked Gun, I get it. You're a girl that's mostly made for boys. But The Godfather is an American classic, although you'd never know when they aired on American classic movies, uh, AMC, because they cut stuff. If it's a real American classic movie, why would they cut anything? They shouldn't. What year was it made? 1972. If you're going to make an old joke, <laughs> I swear to God, 1972. Yeah. Wise ass. Why? Why are you bringing that up? Because they that came out. Listen, than... I wasn't born either. Yeah. Well, listen. North by Northwest is one of my favorite movies, oh, and it was God, made that, in 19. I know you that hated that one too. The All right, most I get boring it. movie I've uh, ever watched in my breaking life. Breaking my heart, but that was made in, before I was born, and I still find it enjoying. What about like the Ten Commandments or The Wizard of Oz? That was all born okay. before we were bo made before I was born even. And that's about it though. <laughs> Otherwise every movie before I was born sucks. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> every movie from the 60s, maybe besides Mary Poppins, really sucks and it's boring and Mary Poppins is very slow at times too. Everything before Star Wars really sucks. We're going to talk <laughs> about the new Star Wars trailer. Oh god. Oh, so awesome. Yes, it's funny that you yeah, we'll just skip over. Sorry. Um okay, yes. Um the new Star Wars trailer is is good. Everybody likes it, right? It's nerd heaven. Nerd heaven. You said it just the right way because I was in the comic book store <laughs> last Friday. Now, Caitlin has accompanied me to this comic book store because they say it'll be a real treat if you come in because, you know, there's not girls that go in. If you've ever seen The Big Bang Theory, they I'm like realize, Penny then. Right, right. You're the Penny because um, when they, that one where they went to on uh, New Year's Eve – and they dressed up as the Justice League, and she's like, well, you're not going to win if I don't have black hair? Like, well, we're going to win anyway because we have a girl with us. You know, we actually have a girl Wonder Woman because <laughs> all the other boys were dressed as Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we, we've gone into the comic book store. Once in a while, I, sometimes I get little gifts for, like, a tell or my friend Lawrence, um, you know, to make fun, get a little Star Trek card with Spock saying something stupid or whatever. But a lot of times I will get comic books. I like reading comics. I I do. Once in a while, I'm like, on a Friday, I'm like, you know, I don't have anything to do this weekend. I'm going to get some comic books. I got, like, I'll get a Flash comic. That's my favorite. The and Flash. What? The Flash. Yeah. I've always liked The Flash. I like the TV show The Flash. I like The Flash. And... It, was there ever an earlier show, The Flash? There was, in the 90s, with, uh, actually, with Richard Belzer was in it. I, I actually remember. I think Pre-Law and Order. I definitely have seen it before. I never saw that one, because I think I was jealous. I was so jealous they were made. I get jealous a lot. I can't watch it. Because I want to be in it. I want to be involved somehow. Like, you know, just somehow. You know, that's why it it makes me happy. Like, even being on, like, TV Funhouse, which is this old show, you know, um, on Comedy Central. It's on Saturday Night Live sometimes. Just to, Sometimes I'd wake up when I was depressed. I'm like, well, at least I'm a part of that. Because it makes me happy because I think that show is brilliant. You know, and it's like, it's exciting to be a part of it. And that's why I always talk about that Jack and Triumph show. You know that Bob Smigel does. I always just want to be a part of something that looks really amazing. Now, the Flash isn't any of those things, but I just wanted to be a part. Of it. I never saw those early '90s shows. I don't know. I, plus, uh, you know, I was, I was partying. I was getting laid. I, I didn't have time, uh, you know, to watch television back then. You know what I'm saying, CJ? CJ, <laughs> you know what I'm talking. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I went to the comic book store, and as we all know from what we've seen in movies and TV. The comic book store is full of nerds. So, I mean, this, there was a guy doing the classic thing that we now know, but years ago we wouldn't have known until people like uh, that idiot uh, who does the the big fat Kevin... Oh. Uh, yeah, who does Clerks. 
um, and uses that idiot Ben Affleck all the time. Yeah, uh, I know exactly. I can't think of his last name. I can't think of it either. Come on, Caitlin. Uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, of course, the most generic name we can't remember. <laughs> I know, we can't remember. Smith. Kevin Johnson. Now, uh, so... But so I go to the so we normally at the comic book store there's always a guy who's always like loud mouthing like no no man you get, like if you go and you're a regular guy like myself that doesn't go very often I'm like hey can you tell me um does what what is the episode where Flash becomes the reverse Flash like, you don't know that com- first of all that comic is came out two months ago and if you don't know what happened to the reverse Flash you, like they give you so much shit you're afraid to walk in there it's like it's like going to the soup Nazi and trying to you know ask for <laughs> something else other than soup and and so there's always a guy splurting like dude Spider-Man 317 was the one where he actually put on the black costume not 315 you know like and there's these discussions but they're not discussions it's always one loudmouth who either knows what he's talking about and just has to say it or doesn't know what he's talking about and people just are like whatever dude there's always one guy, so I can't even believe the luck in a way that this guy was there when I was at the comic book store, and I put on my recorder, and I taped it. Let's see how the quality... This is him talking about The Force Awakens. Oh, boy. All I know is that that trailer was nothing like The Force Awakens. Uh-huh. Nothing. Well, nothing, nothing was like The Force Awakens. Not even the Avengers. I'm like, what? Oh, Brian, who? Sure. That's going to be my Christmas present. That's, my- That's his Wookiee impression. He's talking about that The Force Awakens is going to be his Christmas present, and now he's talking about how many tickets he's going to buy. I'm going Christmas night day, whatever day. I'm buying those tickets. I'm buying at 20 at a time. Whoever wants to come with me, got the whiskey. We're going to be good. Isn't it coming out in December, man? No, 25th, man. See, so he's saying it's coming out Christmas. He's taking it literally that it's coming out Christmas Day. And then the other guys, I thought it was coming out December 18th. Like, they're actually listening to this guy like, no, man, Christmas. Because, you know, it says coming Christmas. That doesn't mean it's coming out Christmas Day. It's coming, the guy says, no, they're talking about the season. So then the guy's like, they moved it? You know, like, <laughs> like everybody knows what day it's coming out. And they, but this loudmouth jerk off, he doesn't even know. And then he says, I'm seeing an early screening because he knows somebody in the military that's going to help him out. I actually might go, actually might go see a, a first screening movie. A friend of mine, he's, he's in the military, so they get all the special deal, you know? Is that CJ? You get the special. Fill us in. Okay, first of all, you do <laughs> get. Er- to the mic. You don't get early screenings on movies. You get them the same time. So if you're on deployment and a movie comes out, say the new Avengers comes out, you're going to see it also the same time, but not early. And those discs that they get, they're very specific discs that can only be played on certain machines. Not something I could just give you to use, and they expire. So that's probably BS. I, and you know what else too? Um, the fact that they still give the military they're still afraid that the military they're they're, they're doing a a service by giving the military a first run movie which if you ever watch any mash episodes you know like they never would get that back in the day and they're still so secretive like well don't copy it all right you know they're, they're still giving you the same shit they'd be giving somebody like me which is completely unacceptable that because i know those discs you're talking about they're like no they're very serious and they're very specific and it can only be used in this facility but it's like if you're giving it to the military you know what i'm gonna trust those guys and i'm gonna just do them a favor and be like do whatever you want with it but also you think they have the time to like go and like no that's the thing of course not them. right right and the funny thing about it's uh i mean cj you're the real deal because i remember what you know the last deployment you did and it's like I, I didn't even understand deployment but Caitlin's like well I'm not going to see him for nine months you know <laughs> like I'm like wow yeah, terrible. so uh, where is he I don't know I haven't heard from him for months <laughs> it's a you know it's so secretive and awesome and you're protecting our country it's a uh, you know but it's funny because uh, you know I, I'm never involved with that but there must be people all around the world that never hear from their boyfriends or husbands who have to go on deployment for, for months at a time and never people all Americans have to live with that and um uh, you're you're welcome. I helped her get it through. You know, get through it uh, the nine months, uh, keeping her happy. And uh, this all sounds bad, but I meant in a good, friendly, fun way. <laughs> I want to throw up. I said, "Why?" I think that just came out completely wrong. <laughs> but um, 
No, it's like the, such the real deal. Like you're just you're some out of commission. You know how like people are just like, listen, I'm going to be off the grid for a while. And they just turn off their cell phone. You know, <laughs> what cell phone? <laughs> exactly. That's it's fascinating. And you're on like a a boat, a like really big boat, a, a yeah. huge. Yeah, it's like 850, 860 feet long. How many boat. guys are on that boat? Uh, we have How about we had about fifteen hundred marines and a thousand sailors. Are there women on the boat? Yeah, Can absolutely. You even, I mean, sure. is that, I'm asking in a serious way because does that create problems? Uh, in the sense that it's like a floating high school, sure. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I mean, not really. There's people get caught doing things on the boat, and uh, you know, people get pregnant. There's all those issues, yeah. And they're like, well, how did that happen? Yeah. I don't know. It was like, uh, like the way Jesus, right? <laughs> a little yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's very, uh, there's a lot of drama. But I steer away from it most of the time. I'm smart enough to uh, hide away from that. And I don't have to deal with uh, any females, really, because I have my girlfriend, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, I understand. I'm yeah. just, uh, I, you know, I'd never asked that question before. To, you know, it always seems like it would be all boys, mostly because... For those kind of reasons, they, it's a little bit of a distraction. Um, I'm not saying anything against women in the military, but I'm, it, it is a little bit of a distraction. And then, you know, when you're in these cramped quarters, where where do you are they in separate sections? Mm -hmm. And well, you have separate areas you you sleep in, obviously, um, and you're kept apart from them. But in work, in work, you work with them on a daily basis. You know, the the mess decks where everyone eats, so you see these people every day. It's it's literally like a floating college. And I mean, like I went. I went to school, but like for the people who went to high school and then didn't go to college at all, um, to them it's like their college. So wow. it can actually be like that. Pulling into ports, these people act like crazy, like crazy kids. Right. Well, I've seen that before when they pull into the ports. I mean, every it's bad. every it's coming up uh, in a couple of weeks on Fleet Week. Well, that's it's, right, um, Memorial Day weekend. That's right? Atel's favorite time of the year. He loves sailors. I mean, again, <laughs> that came out the wrong way, but uh, he, he he appreciates their. He actually does appreciate any. Not only does he appreciate, he goes over there and does shows. Yeah, that's great. He went to Afghanistan and uh, he, he goes to Kuwait. He, he yeah, he he does the real deal. So him and Jeff Ross, uh, they really do care. And um, so me saying it, I feel like a dick. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it's fascinating uh, stuff. And um, the only thing I know about uh, the reason I asked women on the ship is from the movie The Spy Who Loved Me um, when. Uh, Roger Moore brings Barbara Bach onto the Navy ship and uh, she's showering in the captain's quarters and the, the private comes in. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. Do they actually have, cause that's, you know, like a movie fantasy and they're, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of like jail in a way. Like you, it, it is. Yeah. You enter oh. not in that sense, but in the sense of just entering a woman. In, it's kind of the way it was when I used to work at a, the bookmaker's office. And one day the, one of the bookmakers bought his girlfriend in and it ruined every the dynamic, a horrible dynamic for these four or five other douchebags of us that were there having nothing to do. But all of a sudden, all the stories we might have told, like this one guy who said he, he raped this girl. He, he was just like, what'd you do this weekend? Well, I actually, and then he's looking over, uh, well, um, I uh, went out. Like you just, you had to censor everything, which was fine for me because these guys talked whatever they were doing. But it is funny because it, it was very... I don't even want to say manic because it was just stupid and degenerate but it, a woman didn't belong in this place and she was really pretty I think I can tell you now that I ended up sleeping with her because her um, boyfriend is dead so, that worked out well <laughs> for you then she got slashed oh. um, and it was in the paper I'll tell you that story another time uh, <laughs> sounds but, classy uh, well that's you know what I think remember those three girls that I went out with that committed suicide well one was murdered and then I forgot about this fourth one it was also stabbed I got an outstanding. I don't know. You're like a bad omen. What are you for, saying? For How's women? that bad? That's good. It's well, exciting it's kind of, for them. If you look at it, it's good luck for you, but not for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always one boyfriend removed. <laughs> Every time it's one boyfriend removed. And none of that happened while I was dating them. However, a therapist would probably say one boyfriend removed is actually worse because uh, <laughs> then you mess them up bad. Because then you're saying that every other guy they went out with is crazy like fuck them up <laughs> like every single guy you're looking at the fly no it's jeff goldblum <laughs> <laughs> great movie anyway let me just quickly go back to the football for a second um i just want to say the giants 
This is the worst schedule I've ever seen. This is a nightmare. And everybody who listens to this show knows I love going to the tailgate. And you remember the greatest tailgate last October. Oh, my God. I spent the entire show. If you listen to week five, people, I tell the entire story. The full hour of my night. I went. Sarah was hosting Saturday Night Live. Went to Saturday Night Live. Went to the after party. And then went to the Giants game after. To the tailgate right after. And then to the game. And then to the theater. <laughs> it's the longest day ever. It's the longest How day ever. How did you not fall asleep at the theater? I don't know. I really don't know because Sarah was completely dozing off. And Michael Sarah kept looking at her. And um, she, you couldn't blame her. She had just hosted Saturday Night Live. She was up all week long. So nobody could blame her. But it was – he kept looking in the audience because I guess he knew where she was sitting. And that's why she's like, listen, I'm going to cut out before the, uh, before the curtain corners. I'm like, you can't. He's seen you. I've been watching him look at you while you were sleeping. She's like, fuck. <laughs> you got to go backstage. You know, people get excited when you're here. You don't understand your power. But um, so that was the greatest day. Well, let me tell you something. God damn it. I like going to the one o'clock Giants games because that means I get to the parking lot at eight o'clock where there's nobody there. I have pictures online. You can see it. Just me and my, my minivan, my creepy minivan <laughs> and all the seagulls. <laughs> and I, I, I read the paper I listen to Mike Francesa and I have some coffee and then everybody comes in and we start the grilling we start the drinking and it's the most fun festive time and it's fun because it's one o'clock in the afternoon and it's a beautiful day always those games that start at four I don't like that I don't like that I like getting there early that's the fun I don't like the four o'clock games but it doesn't matter they don't even have any the Giants schedule is the Giants at the Cowboys is the first game that's on the first Sunday night game. Jeez, that's like a no-brain. Boy, they, they couldn't think of any. They couldn't get any creative at all. And you know what the thing is? The Giants have like five primetime games, and their record was 6-10 and ten last season. Maybe they're expecting big things this year. They are expecting big things, but still, it's like when they're expecting big things, it's just because it's the Giants. That would never happen with the Jets. If they have a bad season, they have 1 o'clock games throughout the rest of the year. <laughs> it's just the Giants and the Cowboys get special treatment. It makes me furious. But the thing is, so then they have their opening game at home against the Falcons on September 20th at 1. So I'm definitely going to that game. And then after that, uh, they have an 8.30 game, which I'm never going to, ever. I hate those. That's a Thursday night, so forget that. That's not a fun time. Because I don't like going to the game. I just like the party. <laughs> so then they're at the Bills... That'll all be kind of interesting. Then um, the 49ers game's at 8.30 at night, Sunday night game. So I'm not going to that. Then they're at the Eagles on a Monday night at 8.30. They haven't had one more home game at 1 o'clock. Then it's the Giants-Cowboys at 4.25. I can't go to that game because uh, the guys that have the tickets, uh, that's too hot a ticket. So I can't even go to that game. <laughs> then they're at the Saints, the Bucks. Then it's versus the Patriots on a, on a Sunday at 4 again. They don't come back until they play the stupid Jets. In December 6th is the next 1 o'clock game, and it's against the Jets, which is the game I hate going to. Why? Yeah, because why? I don't – because it's all Giants fans, even when it's a Jets home game. Yeah, but that's the best part. No, not for me. I would love to just strut, strut around like a Jets jersey in front of all these Giants fans. Wait, you like the Jets? Nah. Oh, you're just saying you like to fuck with people. Yeah. Oh. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I don't but it's like even when it's a Jets home game it's all Giants it's it's depressing I hate that game I hate when they play each other three times a year I hate the stupid Mets Yankees playing each other although this year what? maybe they'll give it to them I hate it I hate it it's all Yankee everybody's Yankee you know what my teams are the underdog all the time so it's a nightmare Listen, the Mets are kicking ass the Mets are doing so well I know it's season. exciting but they're gonna blow it against the Yankees and that's the team you want to see them sweep once we're like done playing the rest of the NL East which by the way oh keeps on going so bad they're all all the teams in the NL East are so bad why do we bad. have to keep playing them we're playing the Braves then we're playing the Yankees then we're playing the Miami again we're not even getting out of anything yet we I haven't know, played anybody crazy. yet not until like next that. weekend when we play the Yankees. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't count. I'm not counting that. Yeah, it counts. No, that's this weekend. Oh, it's this weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. this weekend. Like Friday night. Oh, I hate it. And then, of course, they made the game the Sunday night game. Ugh, it's such a mess. Anyway, the Jets game, the Jets uh, schedule is is no picnic. They have, to, they have to play the Colts, the Eagles, and the Dolphins in London. Then they have a bye and they play the Redskins and the Patriots. I mean, that's a tough schedule. They're still pushing this London thing. 
totally, forever. They're trying to get a team there. We were talking about it once. The London Sissy Nannies. We're trying to <laughs> put them together. And uh, yeah, it's really bad. They just So anyway, the game is at 9.30. I've been talking about on the show that I really want to go to L.A. on that week, October 4th, and watch the game at 6.30 in the morning <laughs> at a bar. But I've got... But I must have strict assurance that one of the bars will be open as Don Corleone's stronghold gets... Um, I'm sorry, 6.30 in the in morning. There. 6.30 mm. in the morning would be fun. I don't think the bars are going to be open. Yeah. Not in L.A. I wonder if I can go to a bar here. That If I can't do it here, it's probably can't not going to be open anywhere. in L.A. Sunday? Yeah. We have the, we still have that law here in Manhattan where you can't serve alcohol till like noon. You're joking. On Sundays, yeah. no. It's still here. Yeah. yeah. I remember it when I think Germany won the FIFA. Is it FIFA or FIFA? FIFA. I know you know FIFA. it really well. Yeah. Was it Germany that won um, about eight years ago or more? Twelve. Well, whenever they won it all, I no no it was France. They were playing in France, okay. and they won it all. Because I was going to say Germany won very recently as well. Okay, then it was France, and they were playing in France, and we, the game started at like about 6 in the morning, and we all went to McCormick's across the street from this place, right by your old house. Okay. Um, and they couldn't serve alcohol. Oh, on 2nd Avenue? 3rd Avenue. Hmm. On 26th and 3rd. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. And they couldn't serve alcohol. And I'm like, why are we even here? <laughs> what are we doing? We had orange juice. But so they were open at what time? They opened at six. So B-Y- or they just stayed open. BYOB. They wouldn't let us. That's we knew Barry McCormick, and he was like, "No, I, I can't do it." What are those called? The blue laws or something like that? Yeah, but I thought they were gone. No, they're still around. Because we went to brunch one day on a Sunday, and we wanted to start drinking, and, and the guy's like, "You need to wait ten minutes." You gotta be kidding me! Well, that's then why are they having that game? Makes well, then I'm not going to L.A. Well, good, you just saved me some cash. You're hmm. welcome. Uh, let's just uh, really quick. I mean, we are. Uh, I have so much to discuss. I mean, it's crazy. But let's talk about um, the playoffs for a second. I watched the uh, Islanders lose, unfortunately, mm-hmm. yesterday. Here's the. Uh, here's what happened on Saturday when the Islanders won, and nobody even knew what was going on. And that one grabbed and pitched aside by Holtby. Carlson off Ward kept alive. Lenny a shot, all directed on goal. Score! Tavares! That was awesome. He didn't even know. Nobody had known because it happened in 15 seconds in the overtime. And even the announcer didn't even know. Yeah. You know, that was super fun. That was great. And last night sucked. And they lost in overtime again. And that sucked. And I watched the whole thing. And then I, I almost, uh, I, I couldn't stay up anymore for the Chicago-Nashville uh, game. Went three overtimes. This morning, I couldn't even find out who won, like nobody <laughs> would say. They're like, yeah, Chicago Nashville went into three overtimes. and it, That's the problem with New York sports. They only talk about New York. So they're only talking about the Islanders. They're only talking about the Rangers. So I can't find out who won. I mean, obviously, I can look it up, but I didn't feel like going on my phone. I thought they would tell me on Boomer and Carton. Every, every 20 minutes, they got fucking thing. He just says, yeah, they went to three overtimes. Wait, so who won? <laughs> the Blackhawks. They took a... I think they took a three to one commanding lead. Now we have our picks. Caitlin's in there. The thing, uh, me, uh, the guy from the Boston Globe, our friend Kenny, our friend, our pendulum friend Irene, Memo, uh, Gailey. In this case, uh, we call him straightly technically, but little Scotty and Caitlin. Caitlin has the Capitals in seven. Did you know that, CJ? I did not. She picked the Caps in seven. It's the smart move in a way. I mean, if you want to win. And you know how she is. I mean, honestly, at the end of the period, of the second period, the Capitals were looking really ferocious. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll tell you more about the, the playoff contest as it you know goes, but we also have the basketball playoffs, too, going. And it looks like, uh, so far, there's no surprises. Also, it's, it's just boring. The NBA is boring. Why yeah. is that boring? Man, hmm. those hockey playoffs, the playoffs, they really are that fun. They're so fun. It's amazing the difference. I cannot – now, everybody knows I love the Devils, but I can't really sit and watch a Devils game at home by myself just sitting there watching. But, goddamn, I can watch that Blackhawks-Nashville. I can watch teams I don't care about in the playoffs because it is damn exciting. I don't know why. 
they like find uh, a new way to like skate faster somehow it's during playoffs. something it's, it's really crazy. great and i can you know it's like just the whole season is a loss for hockey so stupid and then yet the playoffs every game is important when you go up two to one if you can go up three to one that's like huge you know in hockey a lot of teams sweep and you know now anaheim uh, went up 3-0 i think i think i think they did i'm not positive and um Against the Jets, had them, and then they scored. I watched. I've been watching all of them. They're totally entertaining. <laughs> and then when you go into overtime, forget about yeah. it. Then it's just. I mean, you're. Uh, I'm so glad the Devils aren't in because now I remember how I felt because I feel that way watching the Capitals, the rooting for the Capitals. I'm sorry, the Islanders. Um, your heart is. You can't turn away. And there's no commercials during overtime. <laughs> I know. When, when do you get to go to the bathroom? No, you you can't until until the period's over, and. It's amazing. It's so much fun, but it's it really takes its toll. And I've seen those games live. I went to the Devils-Rangers one, uh, like game six, and I think it was overtime, or one of the games was overtime. And when you're there, it's just as, it's just as completely nail-biting. It's really something else. Now here, uh, I was watching the Penguins-Rangers uh, game on Saturday when the Penguins won, which I was rooting for. And this is the radio announcer for the Penguins. He's really funny. Sutter has Kunitzov and a shot. Oh, he missed the net from 30 feet away. And the play they wanted. Sutter to Kunitz again. Another wrister block. Sutter to it. He's got it and scores. Brandon Sutter finishes. And the Penguins have tied this game in one. Oh, get that dog off my lawn. <laughs> Here's another one. Play for the front porch. Kunitz going to shoot the puck. They're trying to get the stick of Martin way on high. That's the play. Here's Sutter with a wraparound drive. Same eight. Rebound score. Kunitz. Kunitz on the rebound. The Penguins cash in. It's 4-2 Pittsburgh. Oh, scratch my back with a hacksaw. Chris. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly what? Where does he even come up with these I don't, things? I, can't, I don't know whether he comes up with them separately or whether that's his thing where every time somebody shoots a goal, he has those three. Scratch my back with a hacksaw. That sounds terrible. I know. <laughs> it sounds it's horrible. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, though? It is. So that's the story the Rangers are playing now. So um, yeah. if somebody wants to check and see what the score is, that'll be fine with me. Uh, I'm going to move on for a second because I've been wanting to talk about this. And I swear, if you listen to my show um, last week. Rangers are down by one. Excellent. I mean, oh, none of us care, right? Oh, no. Caitlin does. You, Caitlin, you like the Rangers? You rooting for them or are you rooting for the Islanders? I know you're from Long Island. Um, I watch the Rangers more often. I, uh, I would just be so happy if they lost. <laughs> Dear Jesus, please do me this favor. Make the Rangers lose. You're such a oh, hater. Gosh, I would never. You, oh, I didn't know that was out loud. I'm so sorry. I, I would never like pray for another New York team to lose. Everybody else does it to me. What? I don't know. You know, I'm just jealous that everybody has their, the, the you know, Jason Grunfeld with his, he's got his Giants, he's got his Yankees, then he has Wisconsin too. I can't take it. It's not fair. I have the Jets, the Mets, and Rutgers. I'll never see a championship in my lifetime. Stop picking such shitty teams. I can't help it. But There's I nothing am... I can do about it. I want to change. Yeah, but our Mets are doing really That's well. the thing with basketball. I don't have any affiliation. I don't care. I could choose a winning team, but I, I just don't care. It is boring. The NBA is the worst. I watched all the games, but um, it's not fun. I'm not having a good time. Uh, we went to a Knicks game, and they're, uh, they're horrible. Oh, well, the Knicks are really horrible. Yeah, that Carmelo so Anthony sad. is a bag of crap, and people should just realize that. Don't pay him that kind of money. Mm-mm. It's over for him. I used to love him when he was with Syracuse. I love when he was on the Nuggets, but it's changed. It's over. Just get rid of him. And th- Why are you paying him? They've done this a hundred times with that Allen Houston. They, they said he was going to be the guy. They paid him so much money. They're idiots over there. They really are stupid, and you really thought Phil Jackson would make a change, but I think he's lost it too. I don't know. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about last week, for some reason, I just out of the blue, I was talking about, do we even know what won Best Picture two years ago? Do we even know? Do you remember what won Best Picture this year? Can you tell me what was in the, like, what was nominated? No. It's That's not, the point of the story. Game. This happened a month ago, and best? you can't remember because no one cares. Best Picture. It was Birdman. Oh, it was Birdman against Intimidation Game. That was like the two, the game. two big ones, uh, right? And uh, Birdman won. Hmm. Birdman won. Which is and a strange movie. It, it, nobody will remember. 
No. Ever. Nobody will remember that movie from time to come. And I've always said, I just wish they would choose Oscars that have meaning down the road, you know, like like a Gone with the Wind that still airs today on TV or something that's relevant with the time, like the social network, which should have won uh, the year that it was nominated because then it says the times we're living in. It's like a like a time capsule. I don't remember what beat it that year, but it wasn't as good. I don't think any movie with Justin Timberlake can win. Oh, I disagree. Best I mean, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I see your point, but I thought about that. There's a couple. There's another example of somebody who I can't believe that person's in a Best Picture movie. You know, like, but I don't remember what the example was. But it was somebody. Um, like the same example, like it's probably like LL Cool like, like Pee Wee Herman or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I was talking about the one that won the year before, and it was Argo, and I, you know, it just came to me, and I was like, oh, with that idiot Ben Affleck. That's what I said. That idiot Ben Affleck. Then, you know, three days later, I read about this jerk off. So I said that idiot Ben Affleck. I've never liked Ben Affleck. I don't like him. Now, thank you. Everybody's coming around. Nobody likes him because have you heard? Probably about his ancestors slave being slave owners. Yep. Now, I don't have a problem with his ancestors being slave owners. I mean, it's a horrible thing, but I mean, the odds of of not me, but you know, other white people living now having ancestry in this country that might have been slave owners are pretty good. I mean, it's that's pretty like seventy percent. You could probably trace back to and somebody's probably going to have some of that not us ethnic folk not my <laughs> chinese spanish friend or my uh german uh, friend over here or whatever i'm only going by your last name i don't know what are you german hungarian oh, you are, italian yeah. yeah you're not going to have i don't think you're going to have that ancestry either no. but you know what i'm talking about this idiot who for some reason calls west virginia his home you know think about this idiot he you know the the the, the show asked him hey do you mind if we check your ancestry and you know so what is he checking his ancestry for on television? What show is this? That TLC so one? PBS yeah. show. It's the one where they they yeah. look back on uh, celebrities. It's called um, Finding Your Roots, mm-hmm. hosted oh. by Harvard professor Henry Louis Gates Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, call, he called show. him out on it too. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty. Now the thing is, first of all, why is this jerk off having his ancestry? Don't. Why is he doing a TV show? Who cares? Just shut up and mind your own business, you stupid jerk off. And his fake hair. And that's what makes me angry, too. Remember I was talking about jealousy? Because I want that hair. I heard he's completely bald. And his hair looks amazing. <laughs> so already I'm angry anyway. But I never liked him, and I'll tell you why. I didn't like him anyway. I just never liked him. I didn't care for his acting. But he did the ultimate faux pas. You know how we like Orphan Black? Yes. Okay. So picture this. We love Orphan Black, right? Even though I'm not happy with the way it's... I'm not happy with the second season. I didn't like this week so much. I'm, I'm, they're losing... Actually... This woman wrote this this great article about how Orphan Black needs to stop cloning around. Oh, have they introduced more clone characters? Boys. Uh, No, I know at the end of the season they had introduced one boy who looks like a trucker. But here's the thing. But it quickly became obvious that the show's cult following, and we know this, owed everything to Tatiana Maslany's dizzying performance as different versions of the same woman. That's the thing. The show is good because the show's stupid. It's about clones. Yeah, Nobody gives a shit. But this woman is one of the finest actresses of our time. She's incredible. And they are losing sight of that. When, when she plays the Ukrainian orphan. Isn't that amazing? Incredible that transformation. Helen, uh, Helena? Helena, I think. Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. And, when, and I remember when it first came out and I was uh, telling Sarah about it, I'm like, you, you got to see the show. This woman is the greatest actress I've ever seen. And now everybody's into it. It almost makes me angry because you know, I discovered it. Um, <laughs> but she's one, But now they're losing track of that and they're doing all this clone extra stuff and this, this other douche, douchebag is on it. They're missing the point that this woman is awesome and they just need to do a tour de force to her amazingness, right? Right. But also, I realized that she was actually amazing when I found out that she is, one, not actually British, and neither is Felix. Yeah, wasn't that amazing? It's incredible. Well, I found that out because Sarah saw him at a coffee shop and went up to him and he's like, hey, he's like, hey how you doing? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, he's not British? Are you kidding? What? I know, right? She's so good. So They're good. Canadian, which is worse, but um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's amazing. So picture this. That's, we like that show. This woman's wonderful. What happens if some 
jerk off impregnates her. Then they got to run with that with the storyline. She can't kiss, kick ass anymore, and the show falls out, and wait, wait, it's wait. over. You mean impregnates her in real life? Yes. Oh. Exactly, right? Yeah. The show would go downhill. It would be over. This is what this jerk-off, Ben Affleck, did to us who worshipped Alias, the TV show. <laughs> this asswipe impregnated Jennifer Garner, which, again, I wanted to do <laughs> in the t- after the show was concluded the proper way uh, and and then so then she got pregnant she's then pregnant they have to put it into the fucking show and she's trying to kick ass while she's pregnant it becomes uncomfortable and the show the ratings fall the show ends thanks to this jerk off who now we know whose grandparents own fucking slaves you sense. fucking asshole Ben Affleck fuck you who Thank actually you. impregnated her like in the ben show Affleck. Oh. was it the guy in the wheelchair or was it the other guy there Wait, two. an alias? Yeah. Well, I think it was that Michael Varton, the the you know the so guy. Not she... the guy in the wheelchair, because wasn't there a guy, in the, guy in the wheelchair? Maybe I'm thinking. You think of the X Files? No. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. All I remember about that show is being angry and loving the show because Jennifer Garner was a woman who kicks ass, and we hadn't seen the likes of that before since Sigourney Weaver and Aliens. And then we got well, a show. You didn't watch Xena? No, never. And that was kind of a joke. So. <laughs> I watched it for the lesbian stuff, but not for the ass kicking. Um, that came out of nowhere. I uh, <laughs> we all know what that was about. Now, uh, so yeah, not until this woman came out with a real because you you know I talk about this all the time. These these women that are on these cop shows like that horrible you know the Laura the one I was obsessed with for the first what is it with the, with Deborah Messing. No. Why can't I think of it? Now, can you believe it? For six months, that's all I would talk about. Now I don't even care anymore because it's so horrible. But she's supposed to be an ass-kicking cop. Think of these girls that are asking cops. And I don't buy it in any way, shape, or form because, you know, I've been to these precincts, unfortunately, and I've never seen an ass-kicking woman there. I've never even seen a pretty woman. And I've never seen a woman in a detective, uh, you know, thing. I'm just saying it's not, not real or whatever. So basically, you like the fantasy of an act- so I believe Jennifer Garner was an ass kicker. I believe Tatiana Maslany is an ass kicker. I don't believe a lot of these other cops. Not, I'm not going to buy Deborah Messing as this ass kicking cop who's like Oscar Madison, but she also kicks ass. Can you believe the Odd Couple is still on TV? It's, I don't. I don't want to discuss it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm. So, <laughs> I talk about it every week. I'm having these guys in. We're going to talk about the Odd Couple. We're going to talk about the great, the old one. The problem I got with that show, and it keeps kicking ass in the ratings because it follows the Big Bang Theory, which is the number one show. So it can't do any wrong. Yeah. 60 Minutes, two weeks ago, got a a six rating or you know something crazy because it was following a basketball, which was a nine. The top-rated show, and I have it right here. Let's just get to it. <laughs> uh, just really quick, I'll give you the... Uh... So I know it's loud in the headphones, but it's not actually loud there. I could probably turn it down, but I choose not to. Uh, and the top-rated show for this week was The Big Bang Theory, which has a 3.9. That's the top-rated show. That show, Empire, do you know that show? I've, I haven't seen it, but I've that's heard of it. That's been getting sixes, and that's insane, right? Yeah. So the top-rated show of the week is always like a 3 or you know a 3.9, which is very good. And The Big Bang Theory is the number one show. So The Odd Couple is the number 11 show and last week it was 17 because it didn't have I think there was uh, I don't know but it follows the top rated show and then it has a major drop off because the odd couple sucks they're calling it the best new it's a hit because it's after the show now I don't know whether you remember but in the 90s anything that came after Friends was a top rated show so you had this horrible Brooke Shield show, Suddenly Susan, yeah. and this horrible Jonathan Silverman show, which you never heard of, but there were huge ratings hits because they were sandwiched in between Friends and Seinfeld. So you had nowhere to go. We had to sit there and take it. And that is what's happening with The Odd Couple. And The Odd Couple is bad mostly because of Matthew Perry. Agreed. The other guy, Tom Lennon, is a major talent, and he's really good. But Matthew Perry, I do not buy as Oscar Madison. He's actually very well-dressed. Even though he's he's trying to look not well dressed, and he's very well groomed, and he's in physical 
a good physical condition. It's not working for me. I'm not saying that it all has to be because of Jack Klugman and the Hot Couple. I'm just saying Oscar Madison is supposed to be, you know, disgusting <laughs> and not put together and handsome like Matthew Perry. I mean, aside from what he's wearing and how he looks, he's he's lost his ability to act. I well, I, has he? I mean, are you saying he was a good actor? Or? Yeah. In Friends, he was. Friends, that's it. Here I have uh, I have some clips. Um, let's try. I don't know what this is, but let's see if this is one of the new ones. No one nags you or says they've lost all sexual desire because your body feels quote like a bag of wet sand dipped in hair. That's their friend. Take a nap here, Roy. <laughs> your friend drops an emotional bomb like that. You just let him walk away. Absolutely. That's the polite thing to do. <laughs> You see, he, he's got some deep-seated feelings that need to be dug into. No, 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 no. Don't dig. You always do that. What are you talking about? You treat every conversation like it's therapy. You root around people's heads and get them all mixed up. Ugh. 18 therapists in 15 years. I think I know a little bit about psychology. <laughs> Not everybody wants to share the painful details of their lives. Oh, really? Heard of Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. Well, it's funny when he delivers the line. <laughs> yeah. But normally it's uh it's pretty bad, right? So um, how about this? Now this is from the old odd couple, and this is fucking amazing. Answer, Mr. Madison. I have killers patiently waiting their turn. <laughs> I had an extra ticket because I couldn't get a date. What a ladder, please! I didn't get the answer. I couldn't get a date. Ah. Now, what's happening here is that Oscar and Felix were um, arrested for ticket scalping. So uh, so Felix, for some reason, puts Oscar on the stand uh, to try and get him off, but he's humiliating him. And this is what the show is about, that Oscar's always being humiliated by Felix in some form or another. Now, also, the supporting characters, you hear the judge talking, they're really good. He's like, look, I have killers that are wasting more time. Now, this is a legendary episode, but you can hear the, these are real laughs where we heard made-up laughs right. in that show. Track yeah. laughs. And how hard did you try? <laughs> I tried very hard. He's saying he couldn't get a date, and then he's like, now how hard did you try to get a date? So he's really... How many girls did you call? <laughs> we didn't hear you. It was about a seven. Seven! Seven! You count seven! seven. You hear me all that? I was the ex-man who was killed. No, 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 no. What's happening now is there's a photographer that comes out of nowhere and takes a takes a picture. Wow, what a scoop, you know? Like, and he's like, "Get out of here!" There's like all this chaos, and it's really great, and it's uh, and it's exciting, and it's not like what we're doing. Come on, will you? I want to take a minute to decide this case, and then I want to take another minute to see if I still want to be a judge. <laughs> Great stuff, right? And that's just a supporting character. That's how tight everything was there, where we heard the supporting character earlier, and he wasn't very funny at the opening of the other one. There is uh, some other stuff I wanted to talk about. Now, oh, first of all, the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. Have you heard that? Now, the, I think the tickets... No, no. The tickets have not gone on sale. The fight is next week. Correct. The tickets have not gone on sale. Which is insane. I think starting ticket price is like $1,500. Right. It's but you can't get them. No. Which is insane because nobody's come to a deal. The hotel and the fighters, nobody's come to a deal. Which is like, if, if you wanted to go, you're screwed. Because you can't get a flight and a hotel now. Breaking news. A settlement has been reached in the Pacquiao Mayweather ticket scandal. Breaking news. <laughs> was it worth it? I think, I think it was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they finally came to terms, and now they're going to sell the tickets, I guess. But they still haven't done it. And I think it's like next Friday, isn't next it? Next Saturday. Yeah. It's next Saturday. It's going to be amazing. That's a little insane. Who's going to win? Pacquiao. Is he? Because he's um, an underdog, so I was thinking about betting him. If you put in $100, you can win 150 Pacquiao. Oh, don't bet. That's why you're looking at me. Uh-huh. Yeah, but this is a sure thing, Caitlin. A sure thing. Yeah. Pacquiao wants it. Um, Mayweather doesn't really want it anymore. He wants to retire. He said it. 
Uh, well, he hasn't wanted a fight. Like, Pacquiao's been waiting for the fight, or was it the other way around? No, Pacquiao's been wanting this fight forever. Mayweather's been ducking him. They've never been able to come to any sort of deal. There's always been something blocking the two. Interesting. I'm mm-hmm. staring at you for no reason, because you are a handsome man. Oh, that's very uh, <laughs> And he's a Navy man. I respect that. If I could do life over again... Who am I kidding? I would, um, I would <laughs> for a second, I thought maybe I'd be like, um, I always wonder, like, if I, you know, had to go. I mean, there was, you know, when they show World War Two, like all the comedians from the fifth, like Mel Brooks and Neil Simon and all those, they all had to go to the army. My dad. I always wonder. I don't know. I thought I don't think I could have handled it after high school, but I think after college, I guess I could have. But I hated camp, so. They conform you, so you don't really have a choice in it. Right. Yeah. Everybody's in it. They would actually kick you out. Uh, no, they probably would. No, I don't think so. I've not if they had that guy from Full Metal Jacket. I think I'd conform. I'd be (laughs) terrified. (laughs) Anyway, um, just one last thing. Um, the American Music Country Awards were the number two show of the week, which is embarrassing for all of us. Uh, and they had it at the AT and T Stadium where the Cowboys play. We now have a special guest you guys may have heard of. And already I'm just like, now we got a special guest. And this, I think, is Blake Shelton. I think he's on NBC, you know. Like, I mean, but when, it, when you hear just the audio, uh, so they bring out Tony Romo. And Tony Romo uh, does, this is horrible. He's a starting quarterback. Highest rated Cowboys. show of the week. Please welcome Tony He's coming out with a football, so you know something's going to... Some gag. Thank you. Thank you. And now, it's my honor to introduce our next performer. Now, I'm a country music fan. Wait a minute. Hey, hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. No, they're doing bits. I'm I'm sorry. I know Uh, know this is weird. Stop laughing. Highest rated show of the week. Let me just say again. Middle America. I'm going to. I'm going to. Look, there's nothing hey, that's happened in the past 30 seconds. Tony, listen. Say something. You're the starting quarterback. This is AT&T Stadium. AT&T. Will you just do me a solid. Can you throw a pass to my buddy Luke? Here, oh my man? god, I didn't think he was going to say that's that. All, that's all I'm asking. So Luke, I mean, look at him. Luke, can you even catch a pass? All right, I'm fast forward to the yeah, end. Baby. Bad deal. Right. He finally throws it. Believe me, I did you all a favor. Here comes the comedy. Now he's, he throws the ball. Now he's looking at the ball. Give me that. Give me that. You know what's going to happen? Just to make sure this is legit. This isn't, one, this isn't one of them deflated balls, is it? <laughs> Blake, we're the Dallas Cowboys. We have real balls. Whoa! And the crowd loves it. That's some acting. Oh, my God. Huh? Now here is some unbelievable acting by uh, one of the greatest sports legends of our time. This is Muhammad Ali in a Different Strokes episode. He's awfully weak, champ. Oh! <laughs> oh, just uh, the premise. Uh, Arnold is... They ripped off the Brady Bunch one where uh, Bobby pretends to be sick so Joe Namath will come over. So they did the exact same thing where Muhammad, Arnold gets sick so Muhammad Ali will come over. Muhammad Ali, and he comes over. Hi there, Arnold. Who's that? It's me, the champ. Joe Lewis? <laughs> this kid's delirious. That's great stuff, right? That's hilarious. I know, it's amazing. That's a great show. <laughs> oh, that was the best show. Why was that show so great? That kid was hilarious. Yes, he was. Why was he so good? And he's dead. Is, Is he, he dead? Arnold, he died, yeah. Like two years ago. You sure? Yeah, positive. Yeah, the whole cast, except for uh, Willis, the only one left. Conrad Bain's dead. Dana Plato's obviously dead. She was nuts. Wait, what was Arnold's real name? I feel like I saw a uh, story with Emmanuel him. Webster. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I mixed up uh, the genre. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gary Coleman. And he's definitely dead. I used to love that show. Um, he was good before he got awkward. And uh, come on, that's funny stuff. Oh, yeah, he died in 2010. Yeah. Oh, five, five years ago. 
Epidural hematoma. Oh, that poor guy. He was a mess. He had this... Ugh. Didn't wasn't there some sort of conflict ongoing with his girlfriend? Yeah, some his wife. Cra- his wife. Like yeah, a he crazy married some fight. Cra- yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, his wife. I mean, they had a reality show about it, so you saw how crazy his wife was, and he just felt really bad for him. Oh, here's the one thing I played. Um, it's time for this again. This just really quick. Um, in December, Michael Bublé, Bublé, always does a Christmas special, and this was his comedy oh, uh, this year, and it still pisses me off. I, I toured all over the world. I went to Lithuania, Sweden, Switzerland, Afghanistan. I mean, a ton of Australia, New Zealand, Wisconsin. And I'll tell you what. What I can tell you is that no matter where you go, no matter what language you speak, we're all united by the same thing. None of us are happy with the New York Jets. You motherfucker! How dare you? Who do you think you are? God, I hate that guy. What does he get? That's his material? He's got to make fun of the Jets? Why do people got to do that? Only I can make fun of the Jets because they stink. They're going to stink again this year with their stupid quarterback. Oh, but God, I hope for more. I really do. It's got to work out better this year. It has to. It can't get worse. I mean, it can't, right? It would be impossible to be to get worse, wouldn't it? It can always be worse. No. I don't think it can get worse than last year. Didn't they only win one game? I don't know. Oh, no, that's the problem. They won too many, and that's why they can't have the number one pick. Yeah, they won two. <laughs> God, they got it all there. If they could just get, like, a Phillip Rivers or somebody like that, I'm telling you, then it could work out. Just like the Mets. No? No. Anyway, you guys, what a great show tonight. Thank you so much for coming, CJ. Thank you for allowing her to come. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she would have come without you. And uh, no, it's great that you guys were here. And uh, I don't even—I didn't get to half of my stuff. I got plenty to say all the time. I could always do it. I could do another hour. Last week I did it by myself. I could have done three hours. I choose not to. And I will say again. You know, I told you this week we were going to be. Every time I uh, say, "Oh, here's what's coming up next week," next next week, it never happens. So I'm not going to tell you what's happening next week because I don't know. I know we were supposed to be in this live video thing that's taping the podcast somewhere else this week. Didn't happen. I'm not going to CBS. They found out that didn't happen. They they, they couldn't care less for my antics. And uh, I, I don't know anymore. I'm not going to tell you what's coming up because I just don't know. But you'll know that we'll be here and we'll have a fresh show every Thursday or sometimes Friday if I have to go to the Nets game. So we'll see you <laughs> next time on the Dave Joe Scott Podcast. Thanks a lot, you guys, for coming. It's our pleasure.